The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. What's up, guys? This is Mark here, the world's strongest man, and you're listening to Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, former dirt sheet writer from the Sportster, the richest daily DDT, ringside news, and sports keto. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Lee Walker, and this is episode 151 of Perched on the Top Rope, and we are going to do AEW all-out predictions. We are going to talk about the stadium stampede match on AEW Fight Forever. And there's possibly an AEW release that we're going to talk about first. Ladies and gentlemen, it appears that Sonny Kiss is done with AEW. Sonny Kiss has been removed from the AEW roster page. Now, AEW generally doesn't announce when they release wrestlers because they generally don't actually let people out of their contracts. They have them just sit at home, go work the indie scene, and when your time is up, your time is up. They kind of quietly don't renew contracts with with wrestlers. They don't really announce it. But Sonny Kiss last wrestled under the AEW banner on March 24th of 2023 on AEW Dark in a losing effort facing the tag team Iron Savages. Though that was the last time Sonny Kiss had wrestled in AEW, it wasn't the last time Sonny Kiss had wrestled for the company in general, as Kiss had been teaming with Jeeves K and Slim J a team known as the Trustbusters. However, they've been part of the ROH banner, and Sonny Kiss had wrestled on episodes of the Honor Club, episodes 9, 11, 15, and even recently, in July, on episode 22 of Honor Club for Ring of Honor. Uh, It is worth noting that Sonny Kiss is not on the ROH roster page, which seemingly tells us that AEW has quietly let Sonny Kiss go. Now, to some of you, it might not be a big deal. Uh, We posted on our social media, and the amount of hate comments is rather disgusting. Sonny Kiss is a phenomenal talent, and if this is the end for Sonny Kiss, I can see Sonny Kiss in Impact Wrestling, or I can see in the NWA to be honest. But if this is the end for Sonny Kiss in AEW, who, by the way, is an AEW original, who was part of the press thing uh, when AEW first came about, which was really cool to see. However, we're just coming off of All In, which in episode 149, we gave quick results to the AEW All-In at Wembley Stadium. You can check that out on Apple at Perched on the Top Rope, or you can check it out at YouTube.com at Perched on the Top Rope. It's on both spots. Make sure you go check it out. You can hear those results. 
And there's literally no rest for All Elite Wrestling as they just came off of the historic all-in show at Wembley Stadium uh, to their signature event, All Out, which is this Sunday. Uh, The show takes place at the United Center in Chicago, which is an upgrade from its previous events at the Now Arena. And for those in America, it will air on the Bleacher Report live. And for those in the UK, you can check it out on Fight. Now, AEW's Tony Khan discussed keeping all out on a holiday weekend following AEW's all-in press conference in London. The fallout from all-in resulted in several big matches being announced. Those who didn't get booked for the historic Wimbledon show were booked for Chicago while several all-in matches set up championships and grudge bouts. Now, Tony Khan said that this show is more for those who were not part of all-in, but looking at the card, there are currently nine matches, and out of those nine matches, 17 of the competitors played a part in a match at all in now they had a match there's still some names on here that were part of all in that didn't have a match like luchasaurus uh, ruby soho austin gun and colton gun they all played a part in all in they're not part of the 17 names so when tony khan says this is more of to get those on the card who weren't part of all in yeah there's a few a few, not as many as we're being led to believe. So I'm going to break down the match card right now and then be like, all right, this person was on at All In or this person played a part in All In. So we start off with the AEW TNT Championship as Luchasaurus with Christian Cage will take on Darby Allen. Now on July 21st at AEW Rampage, there was a Royal Rampage Battle Royal to which Darby Allen won that to take on Luchasaurus at All Out. Now fans, if you know me and you've listened to this show, whether it's been me, Justin, Alex, the guys from Botch Spots and Share Shots or Smack Draw, we referred to that TNT Championship as the Hot Potato Championship because it's passed around a lot. So, I do don't know who's going to win this match, but I'm going to say hashtag and new TNT champion Darby Allen. I do expect Christian to get involved. I'm expecting a shocking sting to come out and interfere as well. So time will tell folks, but I'm picking Darby Allen to win this match. Next match is Miro vs. Powerhouse Hobbs, a former Two former TNT champions, by the way. On August 12th episode of Collision, Powerhouse Hobbs said the next chapter of his book would be labeled Redemption. He then called out the Redeemer, Miro, who came out but was attacked by Nick Camarado and Aaron Solo. Miro cleared them out of the ring, but then Hobbs put him down with a spine buster and dropped his book on Miro's chest. The following week at Collision, Fight for the Fallen, after Hobbs' match, Miro appeared on the big screen and taunted Hobbs over his book. 
Later, a match between Miro and Hobbs was announced for All Out. And during the All In Zero Hour pre-show, they signed the contract for the match, which, like any contract signing, resulted in a brawl. So, these are two big men. Miro, as we know, former Rusev in WWE, Powerhouse Hobbs. This is going to be a good brawling match, and we have seen where Miro has voiced his displeasure in AEW. Not the only one. But I'm going to say Powerhouse Hobbs wins this match. He's the AEW kind of homegrown talent, if you will. So I'm going to put my money on Powerhouse Hobbs for the win. Now we have a championship match, the TBS championship, between Chris Statlander taking on Ruby 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 Soho. And this whole feud came about during AEW's uh, Fighter Fest on August 23rd when Ruby Soho warned Chris Statlander that she would be going after her and the TBS championship uh, during the same week on Redemption. Statlander attacked Soho, and the following night on Collision, Soho challenged Statlander for the TBS Championship at All Out, which Statlander accepted. Now, Soraya just won the AEW Women's Championship at All In. This is another match I'm going to expect interference, but during that match we saw Tony Storm and Soraya dish it out on each other. I'm thinking Tony Storm's going to come in and interfere. Then after Soraya is going to come down, it's going to be a cluster. Something's going to happen where there's a mishap, and it's going to cost Ruby the match, thus creating more of a conflict between the group here a little bit, even though we're on the verge of Soraya with the new AEW Women's Championship. So the AEW International Championship match is Orange Cassidy, the champion, taking on John Moxley. Uh, for weeks, Orange Cassidy had been involved with feuds with the Blackpool Combat Club. John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Brian Danielson is currently injured. Now at the August 16th edition of AEW Dynamite Fight for the Fallen, Orange Cassidy retained his international championship facing the Blackpool Combat Club's Wheeler Yuta and defeating him. At All In a week later, it was Orange Cassidy who scored the win for his team, pinning Castagnoli. Uh, during the All In post-event media scrum, Cassidy had said that with those pins over Yuta and Castagnoli, he now wanted to pin Moxley next. It was then announced that if Cassidy retained the international championship, on the August 30th episode of Dynamite, he would get his chance to face Moxley in a title defense at All Out. Cassidy retained, and the match was officially made. Now, currently, Orange Cassidy is the current longest reigning champion, as no other champion currently in AEW has held a belt longer, especially if you were a TNT champion, by the way. This happens to be one of those belts that's a great mid-card belt. It's obviously done a lot to help Orange Cassidy. I don't see this being a belt that John Moxley has to hold, needs to hold. 
if anything, Moxley would do more for the belt, but I also wouldn't really see him defending it much, I guess. So with that being said, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy and still AEW International Champion. Now, this is really a grunge match coming up, folks, that Tony Khan had discussed as Kanosuke Takashita will be taking on Kenny Omega. Takashita will have Don Callis in his corner as we've seen that Don Callis had turned on Kenny Omega. It was at All In that Takashita pinned Kenny Omega in the six-man tag team match, giving his team Bullet Club Gold the win. And during the All In media scrum, Don Callis requested the bout, and AEW president Tony Khan announced that Kenny Omega would take on Tenosuke Takashita at All Out. Now, Bullet Club Gold has a match on the card, and Hangman Adam Page and Kota Ibushi are not on the card. So, I am expecting interference in this match also. Uh, but because we don't have Hangman Adam Page and we don't have Ibushi on this card, I don't know if we see interference from them. I'm expecting it to break down like this. We're going to see members of Bullet Club Gold come out first because they're the heel. And if anyone comes out to help Kenny Omega, it's going to be later in the match, very towards the end of the brawl that happens creating chaos and allowing either Kenny Omega to pick up the victory or Don Callis to interfere and help Takashita score the victory. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've had a good mix of Kenny Omega winning matches, losing matches, but I feel like after losing it all out, we're not going to see him lose it all in. So I'm going to go with Kenny Omega wins this match. But speaking of Bullet Club Gold having a match on the card, it will be... Juice Robinson, Jay White, Colton Gunn, and Austin Gunn, the Gunn Brothers, taking on FTR, the AEW Tag Team Champions, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Hardwood, teaming up with their opponents from All In, Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks, in an eight-man tag match. Now, Colton and Austin were part of All In. They didn't have a match, but they came out with bullet club gold and obviously cash wheeler and dax harwood took on the young bucks and retained their titles uh even after cash wheeler had the incident that he had with the road rage incident and appearing at court he was still in england like everybody didn't think he would be the match still happened and here we are a week later another pay-per-view for aew now, with the win at All In for Jay White and Juice Robinson, I believe Bullet Club Gold has a lot going for them. And during this eight-man tag match, I'm going to say that Bullet Club Gold wins this match. And whoever gets the pin, whether it's one of the guns, Jay White or Juice Robinson, I see them becoming the number one contenders to the AEW Tag Team Championship. So if Jay White gets the pinfall or Juice Robinson gets the pinfall, I feel like it'll be Jay White and Juice Robinson teaming up, or it's going to be the gun club of Austin and Colton. 
uh, biting for the AEW Tag Team Championships. But I think it's going to be one of those two teams out of Bullet Club Gold. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I say that the Bullet Club Gold wins this match. And in order for that to happen with a, a tag team title match with FTR, it's got to be someone from FTR who takes the pinfall. Now the next match, ladies and gentlemen, is for the ROH World Television Championship. The champion Samoa Joe, who just faced CM Punk at All In for the Real World Championship, is taking on a competitor who won the Ring of Honor World Television Championship Eliminator Tournament bracket. So the quarterfinals to this bracket were on ROH Honor Club TV dating back to July 27th. And those matches were Shane Taylor taking on Serpentico, who was the first person in AEW to get 100 losses. So no surprise there, Shane Taylor wins that match. Uh, the next match was Christopher Daniels taking on J.D. Drake. Christopher Daniels pinned J.D. Drake in 6 minutes and 9 seconds. The last two matches were Tony Nese taking on Ring of Honor notable Cheeseburger. Tony Nese defeated Cheeseburger. And then the last match was Anthony Henry taking on Gravity. Well, apparently Gravity is not Anthony Henry's friend as Gravity won. So on ROH Honor Club TV August 3rd, we have the semifinals. We have... Tony Nese being defeated by Gravity. And Shane Taylor defeated Christopher Daniels and in the finals, August 10th on ROH Honor Club TV, Shane Taylor defeated Gravity to become the number one contender for the ROH World Television Championship with the honor to take on Samoa Joe at the All Out Pay-Per-View. We here at Perch on the Top Roper, no, you know, no secret to Shane Taylor. If you guys want, you can go to YouTube and Apple Podcast. As we have previous interviews with Shane Taylor when he was in Ring of Honor before before AEW purchased it, you can go to thou those pages. YouTube.com at Perched on the Top Rope or Apple Podcast Perched on the Top Rope. One's audio, one's video. If you prefer one or the other, if you're at the gym, go to Apple Podcast, perched on the top rope. If you want to watch the video of Shane Taylor, go to YouTube. Shane Taylor's a phenomenal talent. Samoa Joe, same thing. I, I don't see Samoa Joe dropping this title. The only way I see this happening is if Tony Khan is more serious about separating Ring of Honor and AEW, which obviously doesn't seem to be the case as we have AEW people holding ROH championships, and this isn't the only match involving Ring of Honor talents, so to speak. So my money here is, and still, Ring of Honor world television champion Samoa Joe. Now, speaking of the other 
ROH match that is on this card. The ROH World Tag Team Championships will be on the line as better than you, baby, Adam Cole and MJF, who recently won the titles from the Aussie Open at the AEW Zero Hour Before All In. On Friday's edition of AEW Rampage, we would find out who Better Than You Bebe will be taking on at All Out pay-per-view as AEW determined who will face Adam Cole and MJF, their newly won championships at All Out, in a 10-tag team battle royal. That 10 teams battle royal, I love these things. Uh, the teams included uh, the former champions who just lost the belts, Aussie Open, the Best Friends, the Hardy Boys, Angelo Parker and Matt Mannard, Action Andretti and Darius Martin, Gates of Agony, the Dark Orders, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, the Righteous, Peter Avalon and Ryan Namath, and the Outrunners. So, how did this go? In the Battle Royal, the Dark Order outlasted all the other talents. Things came to an end after Silver eliminated best friends Trent Beretta last to win the match. So they will face Better Than You, Bebe, for the titles at All Out on Sunday, September 3rd. For some reason, after the match, the Aussie Open attacked Chris Jericho at the commentary table, but Sammy Guevara rescued him. Folks, I'm going to say hashtag and still ROH Tag Team Champions Adam Cole and MJF. I don't see the Dark Order winning this. Again, the only way I see that happening is if Tony Khan is serious about separating AEW from ROH because the Dark Order seems to be more on ROH these days. But time will tell. And ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the last match of the night. Now, I don't think this is main eventing. I don't know the card order, but this is the last match out of the night. And that last match, ladies and gentlemen, is Katsuyara Shibata and Eddie Kingston taking on the Blackpool Combat Club's Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. Now, this is one of those matches that, again, it's a fallout from the stadium stampede match. And it was Claudio Castagnoli that ended up being the one to take the pinfall after Orange Cassidy with his hand wrapped in tape and then dipped his hand in glass and gave that freshly squeezed Superman punch to Castagnoli with the, the glass on the hand. So, Blackpool Combat Club, I'm going to pick for the win here. I think they need the win. The group has seemingly been kind of struggling with William Regal going back to WWE, Brian Danielson now being injured. I think they need the win more for relevancy than anything. Kingston 
can afford to take the L, I don't think that's going to bother him much or his tag team partner there. So I don't think Eddie Kingston and Shibata will be too heartbroken for the loss, but I still see some sort of feud with Kingston continuing with the Blackpool Combat Club there. So ladies and gentlemen, that has been the AEW All Out Predictions. And you heard about the potential release of Sonny Kiss. I'm going to change things over now because I have been having a blast playing the AEW Fight Forever Stadium Stampede match online. This is what happens when pro wrestling seemingly meets Fortnite. Now, the game itself... As a first-time wrestling game, it's okay. I don't really play anything other than the Stadium Stampede match right now. It has been way too much fun. I have had a blast. Like I said, it's what happens when wrestling meets Fortnite. And if you like Fortnite, then you're going to like Stadium Stampede. So what it is, is it's like the first Stadium Stampede match. It's an empty stadium. It's set up like a kind of a football arena. There's different areas you can go. Uh, there's different box styles to which you can pick weapons from so there's the first like AEW crate which has your lower end items and then there's more specialty boxes to be able to get better weapons and things like that each weapon has an amount of times you can use it and they're color-coded as the gray is common green is a little better blue is better than green and it goes all the way up until the yellowish gold, which is the best that you can get, which is your barbed wire baseball bat, bombs, literally bombs. You can throw bombs. Uh, there's purple, which is just below the gold, which has things like a Singapore cane, a trash can, and a Molotov cocktail that you can throw and light wrestlers on fire. Then there's these barbed wire, in the blue section, there's these uh, barbed wire traps, uh, thumbtacks that you can throw. There's brooms and shovels in the green that's crowbars, baseball bats, and the gray is like chairs and pizza boxes and things to that nature. A wide variety of fun weapons to choose from. Uh, there's also like shields, like football helmets that you can get like for extra protection you can go in and there's kick punch the grapple button so you can do regular moves you can do aerial moves and then there's like attributes and stuff like abilities that you can pick to to further do more damage and things like that it's it's literally just like fortnite uh you can have power-ups that you can pick different ones from uh swap in and out which is really cool i have played i think 50 games of it so far i only have one victory getting a victory is a little hard but i have not finished out of the top 10 like at all i've had one spot where i took 21st learning the game the more eliminations you get the more points you get the the more you're involved in the match you have a uh like a fan base thing where you get to get points based off more you do and the less you're actually participating in the match those points go down and it actually affects your overall score at the end 
uh, for your XP and things like that. You do win awards just like Fortnite and things like that. And, you know, just like Fortnite, uh, it has the, the, the storm. And the storm shrinks, so you always end up in different parts of the map at the end, which is really cool. Uh, you can ride a horse and injure people. You can ride a golf cart and injure people as well. Just, you know, make note of that. You can climb on things. You can jump off balconies. There's all sorts of things you can do. Uh, the game also has, like, your top 15 best scores, which ultimately tell you how well you did. So far, some of my favorite people to use have been John Moxley, Cody Rhodes, and Chris Jericho. Now, you can change your attribute points up as well in the game based on, like, what you want to do more of. If you want to, you know, have more of an aerial person that you're going to play with, then you can adjust those attribute points and things like that to better suit how you are. For me, I am a weapons specialist. And I am a striker. I love to strike. Uh, I do jump off the stairs in certain areas quite a bit as uh, an aerial move. Because like, if you see like three or four people going at it, you can jump and take health away from everybody. Which is, really, which is what I like to do. Generally, I try to avoid bigger groups because it can become a cluster of a mess. To be honest with you, uh, generally what I do is I get my weapons first, then I run, and I look for more of like one-on-one -on -one experiences to take out people. Uh, you can also pick different moves. You can pick uh, different finishing moves. So like if you're Cody Rhodes and you don't want the crossroads to be your finishing move, you can pick anyone's finishing move to be your finisher which is really really cool uh i have had a lot of fun with it i have not messed around switching moves or anything to that nature i have played with the ability points as far as who i am goes per se overall uh the hit detecting system is a little off but i have had a lot of fun playing the stadium stampede online match for AEW fight forever if you have the game i highly suggest you give it a try if you like fortnite this is right up your alley again it's a 10 out of 10 for me right now which doesn't surprise me because i like fortnite and if you want to catch me on there i am on microsoft xbox my name is the real ice fire shoot me an ad we can play one-on-one, -on -one, go at it, whatever you guys want to do. Speaking of that, you can check us out on twitch.tv where I have been streaming playing the Stadium Stampede match, and I will be back Sunday before AEW's All Out to stream AEW's Fight Forever, the Stadium Stampede matches, because that's all I've been liking playing lately. But if you want to find us anywhere and everywhere, you can find us on our podcast, which, if you're listening now, you already know where we are, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay, Red Circle, you name it, we're there. It's perched on the top rope. And for all of you who have kept us on your chartables, thank you. It really means a lot. Uh, I, I do the best I can to make sure that I give you great quality content on these shows. So please listen, subscribe, leave a five-star rating. I would really, really appreciate it. You can also find us on YouTube at Perched on the Top Rope. 
or youtube.com slash at Perched on the Top Rope, where all those awesome interviews we do, you get to watch them on YouTube. We also have stuff from Twitch on there. There's also me getting chopped by Greg the Hammer Valentine. And when I say chopped, I mean the man left a black and blue print of his hand on my chest for a week and a half. Uh, speaking of those interviews, there's a very rare interview with Ultimo Dragon. Again, we brought up Shane Talley. There's all sorts of interviews. Go check them out. YouTube.com at Perched on the Top Rope. You can find us at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Perched on the Top Rope. We are on Twitter at Perched Top Rope. We are on Instagram and threads at Perched on the Top Rope Podcast. You can find us on TikTok at Perched on the Top Rope, where we recreate the greatest wrestling moments with Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Because you will not convince me that Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 32 was not a great moment, because it was. And if none of that tickles your fancy, well, you can watch the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, get humped by a dog. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Perched on the Top Rope, where spoiler freeze, the way to be. I'm out. Mm-hmm.